Hey everyone, I'm David Goldberg with Sarah McGoldrick, and welcome to another episode of Media Gold, a podcast by the Gold Clover Group. And before we dig into the content, the meat of today's episode, I just want to point out what I saw on Facebook Marketplace today that was very intriguing, kind of disturbing. Um, somebody was trying to sell their gingerbread house. What? Like, not like in the box, but like a completed, decorated, sitting out for three weeks, collecting dust over the holidays gingerbread house there's so many red flags <laughs> i mean in toronto you could rent that out and probably make you know twenty five hundred dollars a month so absolutely <laughs> but uh yeah i thought i'd just start off with that um but uh this week what we're talking about um if you want to start off the new year by improving your personal brand um maybe you've been thinking about becoming an influencer uh you know, the influencer in that term has been around for about five or six years now, really rose to prominence with Instagram um, and people really ran with it and were able to turn it into a career. And some of the most successful influencers in the world are getting paid millions of dollars. Some people are just making a decent living, you know, making tens of thousands of dollars uh, and getting a lot of free swag in the process. Um but the problem is it's kind of become an oversaturated market, right? It's also become quite toxic because we've heard stories even just in the last few weeks about influencers who are being used to promote travel in the middle of a pandemic when people aren't supposed to travel. Yeah, very unethical. Or influencers who show up at these hotels and or restaurants and expect to get everything covered for them because they have like 5,000 fans. Mm-hmm. And people are, <laughs> exactly. People, and people are, are done with this. So it's really important when you decide you want to be an influencer to um, do it ethically uh, in effort in, in order to, to last. I mean, because people will, will quickly call you out. Oh, yeah, we've seen that more more than ever in the, la- the last couple of years. Uh, people who basically it seems like it's their part time job dedicated to um throwing a spotlight on these people and calling them out and ruining their careers. Um, so I've even seen a couple kids now on Dr. Phil who um, are, are driving their parents insane. They're, you know, late teens, early twenties living at home who think that they're going to make a living off YouTube, not realizing that there's more to it than just making, you know, stupid videos or, you know, like doing stupid prank type things in hopes of getting followers. Like there's far more to it than that. And the parents are ready to toss them out because the kids are just wasting their time and and destroying their parents' homes. Yeah. I have lots of educators in my family and among my friends and they talk about how for like a career day, you know, when kids used to go to class, um, they would go around and be like, what do you want to be in? Instead of, you know, firefighter, police officer, whatever, people were starting to say, I want to be like a YouTube star. I want to be an Instagram influencer. And if they had a day where it was like come to school dressed as that person you want to be, they actually had to make a rule and said you could not come dressed as a YouTube person because you have to pick <laughs> a real career. And I'm not saying that it's not a real career. You can't make it one, but it's kind of like that making it to the NHL almost like, yes, 1% mm-hmm. of you might possibly less than 1% of you might possibly be able to make a really good career, get super famous or something, but you got to have the right stuff. Exactly. 
So the first thing to do when you've decided that this is uh, maybe the path you want to go down or a side hustle you want to go down because you don't necessarily have to be a full-time influencer. You could be doing you know, your job, which many influencers started off doing was just working full-time and then doing influencing on the side. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you want to do is select your niche. And it may be tied into what you do as a career. Um, I know one influencer who, um, you know, was an expert in accounting and decided, well, I'm going to do a YouTube channel on accounting and stock trading and making money. And that's how they grew their career. And now they've got, of course, the millions of followers and, you know, are using it as a marketable tool. Um So it's important that if you decide this is what you're going to do, that you understand the subject or the area that you're going to be an expert in or an influencer in. Uh, Do your research. Take the time to know what it involves because, I mean, it's very easy to say, I'm going to make videos about a certain topic and become an expert and an influencer and then run uh, run out of ideas within the first couple of weeks because you didn't take the time to research topics you could be discussing or other people you could be interviewing. So, you know, use, use the, the time before you start doing this to, to look into what all is involved, including equipment and things too, because absolutely you can use a cell phone to be an influencer and make videos or TikToks or whatever, but maybe you want better equipment. Maybe you want to um, invest in things like ring lights, which are always important. I remember seeing one video with a beauty influencer who had been doing it for a while, uh, but she wasn't like a superstar yet. Mm-hmm. And um, her lighting was off and people were just ripping her apart in her comments. And, and I mean, sadly, that's just how being a person in the public is. Any little you know flaw or any little thing that's perceived as a negative is going to be blown out of proportion. So if you want to avoid those types of things, invest in in lighting you know invest in the right equipment and it doesn't cost a lot of money there's great um great equipment available on amazon that can easily help you get started so so take the time to research your niche and then take the time to research what equipment is going to help you get started yeah you want to look good and you also want to be talking about um you know what's current like maybe you're getting to like the spaces have been so established for so many years now so if you're just getting to a certain space uh you don't want to be going back to day one the stuff that people have already been potentially listening to about on youtube for years you want to be uh current and kind of at the forefront of the new ideas that are coming out there exactly um so our next tip is you want to optimize your social media profiles and basically it's you know making sure you're on the channels where your audience can be found so you know you may be doing like diy around the home videos and yes youtube that's a natural thing um facebook yeah there might be a lot of people on that demo who like to watch videos but do necessarily need twitter Uh, Do you necessarily need Instagram for how to's? Not necessarily. So um, you want to you want to kind of do your research, uh, you know, look up where are people most looking for the types of videos or content that you're interested in creating um, and then start from there. Exactly. And and make sure that while you're optimizing all your social media profiles, that all your profiles are linking to your other profiles. So if people 
you know, want to, want to watch your videos, but also want to check out your regular posts on Insta, you've got that link there so they can find you. Yeah. Let them get lost in you. They just get, get into like an endless cycle, you know, like you're clicking an IMDB and you're like, in this movie, who is in this movie? And then they were in this movie. And then who else is in this movie? And it goes into like a rabbit hole. Do you want them to get, I, I go down that Wikipedia rabbit hole all the time. It's like, <laughs> Oh, what happened today in history? And then like two hours later, uh, the King of Spain in 312 <laughs> yeah. was, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Make sure people can find you in every possible way. Exactly. Uh, and then our next tip, create and post your relevant content to your niche. Exactly. So you've got your channel set up, your page set up, your blog set up, whatever you've decided to do. So again, following up on your research, once you've created all this, post things that are relevant and and follow a model that's going to not only provide your readers with inf interesting information, but will optimize your SEO. So take some time to understand copywriting, um, maybe hire a copywriter to do a bit of, of writing for you to kind of help you get started or, you know, like take a short course in, in basic SEO copywriting that kind of optimizes your brand. Um, and then be consistent because people get used to, if you say you're going to post every Wednesday, every Thursday, then people are going to expect it. And then when you become inconsistent, you start to lose the followers and the algorithms that different, um, different social media channels have like YouTube, YouTube expects you to post on a regular basis and meet their targets in order to get you pushed out to the audience that you want to be in front of. And if you don't, then YouTube essentially says, sorry. Uh, I remember one YouTuber very, very recently said that YouTube had essentially reached out to them. And he'd been doing videos, you know, for, gosh, five or six years, if not longer, probably longer. Mm -hmm. And was very, very consistent with getting high, high views and then he became inconsistent in, in his posts and he, and he was kind of all over the place where he'd get into this flow and then he'd stop. And, and then he'd start again with like a different niche, a different subject, and then he'd stop. And it became really, really difficult to even know when he was going to be posting or what he was going to be posting about. And so, he, you know, he recently got an, um, a message from YouTube essentially saying, you're, you're completely off our algorithm and nothing you do at this point is going to show up in front of your audience. Wow. Please start over, essentially. Please start over. Wow. So it's really, really important to take the time to post what your audience is interested in and then be consistent with how you're getting it out to them. Yeah, people won't just wait for that notification to pop up on their phone. If people are really passionate, really interested in following a particular mm -hmm. topic, um, they're going to know that, yep, every Wednesday this person posts their video and they're going to rely on you um, a lot of, and you know. And if you don't, they're going to go looking elsewhere because there's like a hundred other influencers, if not more, who are probably talking about the same thing as you. Mm -hmm. So if you're not there with something that's fresh and consistent and relevant, People will just, just like you would change the channel on a TV, yep. people will go elsewhere. And another thing that will help you stay, uh, stay relevant in our next tip here is um, understanding your audience, engaging your audience. So that can be um, combing through your direct messages, your direct mentions on different social media platforms, uh, even putting out polls or questions on your Twitter and Instagram 
to get people's feedback. Um, you'll see often a lot of time people on YouTube uh, will say, hey, if there's something you want to see, you know, in the next video, leave it in the comments. And, um, you know, they'll sift through all the toxic hate mail and they'll find the one or two uh, really good uh, suggestions that people make. And, and you'll likely see it in your video. And that's kind of another thing about um, uh, engaging with your audience is if you are crowdsourcing content from your loyal uh, following, uh, people will continue to be loyal because you're using their ideas and they're seeing their ideas on there. It's like in TV where they show, uh, you know, uh, Joan's uh, picture from that sunny afternoon in the park with her dog in the daily weather photo. And uh, she sees it and she lights up and, you know, she's mm -hmm. going to be back every day because they've just created that personal connection uh, with your brand. Yeah. So an influencer we may have all heard of Candace uh, Cameron Bure, who used to be DJ Tanner on Full House, mm -hmm. was posting today on her Instagram, you know, do, do you like makeup? Do you wear makeup in the morning? Do you use brushes? <laughs> do you use sponges? Do you want um, foundation with SPF in it? And it's like, hmm, I wonder who's fishing to see what people are interested in, perhaps to start her own makeup line. Yeah, absolutely. So, it just shows like if you take the and obviously she's a different level of influencer and someone who's quite famous, but she's using a very basic engagement tool and that's reaching out directly to her audience. She did little polls, yes or no, yes or no, in order to find out what her uh, followers would be interested in. And I can guarantee you within a year, <laughs> if not sooner, that she will have some kind of makeup or cosmetics line that, uh, people are, are going to eagerly buy because they, they trust her. And fun fact, she is like crazy religious and mm -hmm. married to an ex-hockey player, NHL player, Valerie Brewery. So yep. just fun facts there for you. And they actually have multi-level businesses happening. So she's not only, and again, this is part of the whole building multi-streams of income, which we can discuss in another podcast. Mm -hmm. But um, her family's, also own a winery. Wow. And yeah, so he, like her husband, obviously no longer playing hockey, now runs a, a winery in uh, Sonoma. And I remember during the fires uh, earlier in 2000, the fires out in California, they were actually boxing up the wine themselves in their basement because it was too dangerous for their staff to come and do the work. So yeah, they're they're actually a very interesting couple to follow, whether you're religious or not, or into full house or not. They're they're just a unique couple because they've they themselves have built up a brand. Their children are now building a brand, and they they reach many different areas of interest. So so she has um, her she does her religious stuff. I know she has some um, sort of Bibles that are kind of geared towards women and Bible study. Mm -hmm. They have the winery. She does have a, not a cosmetics line, but she's a spokesperson for a, a, a cream line. Um, and then she does books. She's, does, she's done kids books. She's done books kind of geared to women and like fashion, health, that sort of thing. She's done some spiritual books. So definitely, definitely a, a couple to learn from. And that's important too when you want to, again, research, know your audience know what your competition is doing, know, uh, you know, learn from what others are doing at, who are successful and apply that to your own influencer brand. 
yeah, and learning what other people are doing. That's our last tip for today. It's um, collaborating uh, and, you know, let other brands and influencers know you're open to some kind of collaboration and teaming up. Exactly. Um, obviously, there's many, many influencers out there at all different levels of experience and exposure and expertise. And there's lots of cross promotion that goes on between all different levels. And don't feel because someone has been doing this for 10 years and has a million followers and you only have a thousand that you can't reach out to them and say, hey, you know, would you be interested in doing a video with me or some kind of cross promotion with me? But again, do it professionally. Don't just DM them and be like, hey, you know, I'm such and such. Do you want to work together? I mean, yeah, that might work. But at the same time, if they have a contact email address where you can reach out to them on a professional level and share your expertise and your background, then then don't be afraid to do that. But at the same time, be very, very careful with who you collaborate with because the rise can be just as quick as the fall. And if you're working with someone who you maybe don't fully believe in in their business practices or what they're out there doing, uh, it may not be worth it. I mean, yeah, collaborations are great and they can get you exposure, but is it going to give you the right exposure? Is it going to give you a return on in your investment, whether you're paying for the collaboration or whether you're getting it for free? I mean, what are you getting out of this? You want to be growing your followers. You want to hopefully be making some money. Mm-hmm want to be increasing your your reach so absolutely get out there and do collaborations but just be careful with who you're collaborating with very wise advice from my colleague here sarah Um, (laughs) your collaborator (laughs) my collaborator uh we hope you find these tips helpful and as always send us your digital marketing questions at www.goldclovergroup.com or find us on social media at gold clover group And don't forget to catch us every Wednesday wherever you listen to your podcasts.